Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. And here we are, and it is a star-spangled night here tonight because the fireworks are about to take off in Montreal. And uh, it was quite a feat for us to get down to the studio to be here for Solo in the City and for you tonight. And I have a great show happening for you tonight. And I want to remind you, we are live. That's it. We are live for you. And you can call in 790-0800 or star 8255. This show, always relating, dating, and mating. And tonight we're going to be talking about reviving Mrs. Robinson. You remember the movie, The Graduate? It was about an older woman seducing a younger man. She happened to be married, so it was a double whammy in those days. Well, tonight we're going to be talking about how it is today. We actually have a new name for Mrs. Robinson. It's called The Cougar. And we're going to be joined by Susanna Matthews. She's coming in to us from Kansas. And she wrote the book, Reviving Mrs. Robinson. And she also is a matchmaker and a coach. But before we get to that, as always, I want to answer one of your questions. So this question came in this week, and this person wrote, Hi, Cheryl. I met someone online, and we have great chemistry. and been going back and forth for almost a month, but he has still not asked to meet me. I would like to meet him, but afraid if I push, he may bolt as he is not possibly ready to take the next step. What do I do? Signed, B. Well, here's the thing. Push. If you want to meet this push-in, push. And the reason is, if he's going to bolt, he's going to do it anyway at this point. The fact is, you're not online to have pen pals. These kind of things can go on and on. So if you happen to live in the same city, just get to the date. Because that's what an online dating site is all about. It's not an online pen pal site. This happens a lot, by the way, where two people start communicating and then one will push and then the other one disappears. That means it was going to happen whether it was one month, two months or six months. And believe me, I've heard those stories that people have been communicating for months and months and the person never actually wants to meet. So it's really more about passing the time rather than moving towards meeting you. So B, all I can tell you is make the move. And if he doesn't, move on. Now, as far as dating news, this is something that I really wanted to address because I happen to have hosted or emceed, I should say, an event this week that was put on by a wonderful gentleman, Andre Morris. And he put together a singles event at the Nelligan Hotel. And it was called Listening for Love and Success. And at some point, Andre called me before the event and said, you know, there's a lot more women who have signed up than men. And when I got there, a lot of the women were commenting on the same thing. And then some of the men were saying, why aren't there more men? So I kind of did some digging, not that I didn't know the answer, because the fact is, that is the norm. You put a singles event together, and it doesn't matter who, what, when, or where. If you call it a singles event, it's hard-pressed to get the men to come. And the reason for that? Well, Christian Mingles put out a little article, and they said this, Men see the world single. 
They assume they're going to be pushed through some routine or awkward icebreaker when they'd rather be just sipping and drinking and chilling. Men do not generally like structured dating situations because they do not like the feeling of being trapped in a place where they have little or no control over the situation. Now, I happen to be sitting in studio right now with two gentlemen who I'm going to be introducing afterwards, and they're both kind of shaking their head going, yep, that's it. I actually have another reason I think that it happens. Men, think about it in a driving situation. You're driving somewhere, you're getting lost. The woman says, why don't we stop and ask for directions? And often the man will say, no, I know where I'm going. Well, the same thing happens in the love life. Women are much freer and more able to ask for help. They will go to coaches and matchmakers a lot faster than men will. And there's reasons for that too. And part of the reasoning is they broke it down, actually. They did a study. And when it comes down to the singles events and not showing up for them, here's what the stats said. Lack of information from the invitation, 17%. Single parenting responsibilities, 15%. Fear of rejection, 12%. Fear of humiliation, 9%. Work, 8%. Shyness, 6%. Lack of time, 6%. And not wanting to get involved is 3%. Now, you have to remember, they're walking into an event, and it is predominantly women, so they also feel that they might be outnumbered, which means they're going to be overwhelmed. Anyway, there's a lot of reasons for why men stay away from these events, but really it's about not wanting to be labeled as single and their friends telling them they're desperate, whereas women say, okay, let's do this. It's going to be a fun night out and let's see what happens. That is why the men don't always show up. Now, Tonight here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800, I have a very special guest. Her name is Susanna Matthews, and she is the founder and president of The Date Maven. It's a boutique date and coaching matchmaking consulting group, and she does this all across North America. And she also did a study and wrote the book, Reviving Mrs. Robinson. And this book is about ageism and sexism and the age gap in relationships. Welcome to the show, Susanna. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, Susanna, I mean, you know, this is a a topic that people talk about all the time. You know, it was, I guess, when you wrote it, uh, Reviving Mrs. Robinson, which, you know, uh, refers to that movie, The Graduate. And now we call them cougars. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and one, one, one is a little bit more graphic than the other one, because when you think of a cougar, you really think of, you know, this charging, pouncing animal ready to pull out somebody's <laughs> heart, right? Yeah, it has a certain energy to it, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. A strong one. So I just want to ask you, would you mind to share with us What made you decide to do this study? Well, you know, it's such a a kind of a complex story, but I I had noticed, too, that 
the older woman, younger man pairing was kind of popping up in pop culture. There were a lot of celebrities that were making appearances on tabloids, and that was the the tabloid fodder. fodder. There were TV shows where it was a major part of the plot line, like Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce and Younger and Significant Mother, um, music even, MILF Money, My Fergie, and um, things like that. But I had always been interested in the subject of sexuality and culture and ageism and culture and sexism and and our, our perceptions about our gender roles for decades. And I'm also a little bit of a contrarian thinker. I, I tend to like to look at the outliers and the exceptions. But it didn't get personal for me until I was in my 30s and I was teaching college classes. And I really enjoyed teaching. I loved the energy that the students brought. But I thought, wow, it's so weird that all these younger male students are hitting on me. And, and I just thought that that was so bizarre. Well, I, I, I happen to have seen pictures of you, so it's no wonder they were hitting on you. <laughs> Anybody out there, um, we are being joined tonight by Susanna Matthews. She is coming to us from Kansas and wrote the book Reviving Mrs. Robinson. You can Google her right now so uh, you can see who she is and <laughs> see a little bit about her book. And we're going to find out more about the rest of this story and what went on with those students and what drove her to her study. Coming up next here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. We the best music. DJ Khaled. I don't know if you could take it. No, you want to see me naked, naked, naked. I want to be a baby, baby, baby. Spinning in his wedges like he came from Maytag. Rocking with it on the brown. Like, then I get like this, I can't be around you. I'm too little to dim down. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. We are here and we are talking tonight on Solo in the City on CJD 800 about reviving Mrs. Robinson. And you're probably saying, reviving? Yeah, well, that's the name of the book that was written by my guest tonight, or one of my guests tonight, Susanna Matthews. She is the date maven from Kansas. Welcome again, Susanna. Thank you, Cheryl. Okay, so we started talking about what really drove you to do this study as to older woman, younger man, and uh, you were talking about the fact that it started with your um, kind of rencontre at school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rencontre. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I feel like there were several sort of different po- points along the journey at, at which I thought, huh, this is interesting, this, this idea. But it, it didn't get personal for me until about six years ago, and I was newly single at that time and very surprised to be the object of young male attention. It seemed that guys who were 13 to 15 years younger than I was were noticing me, and I wasn't quite prepared for that attention. And then I noticed some critical commentary, both from inside myself and from outside as well. So I am someone who, whenever I am confused or um, 
angered or incensed, I go to the literature. So I dove into the social science research, and then I did interviews with middle-aged women across the country who had been the older women in an age gap relationship. And I started asking them questions about what did they feel were the cultural expectations of them, what were their personal expectations of themselves. And I really wanted to write this book, Revising Mrs. Robinson, for a conscientious, mindful, intelligent woman, whether she accepts or rejects the word cougar, because so much of what's out there is flirty, sassy, sexy, you go girl in tone. And I wanted to go deeper than that. Right. And and it is about going deeper than that, because, you know, for a lot of women, it's not just about going for somebody younger. It also has to do with their energy level, their sexual level, where they are at their stage of life as far as their own um, desires and and not just physically, right? Because it goes beyond that with, within right. these relationships, correct? Yeah. So, so the assumption is for many people that it's an entirely physical or sexual chemistry based relationship. But, but the thing that's interesting about aging and, oh my gosh, that's just a whole can of worms that we could <laughs> dedicate an entire show to is to talk about aging. But, you know, there's chronological age and there's biological age. And chronological age is that age that's on your passport or your driver's license. How long have you been on, alive on this planet? And biological age has to do with how well well or how poorly your body functions. So you could be 50 years old but have a biological age of 40. If you're healthy and active, you eat well, you sleep well, you have a low-stress life, and you're, you're relatively peaceful and, and in tune with who you are. So I, I like to think in terms of what's your vision for your ideal love life, how do you want to feel, and how do you define a meaningful, satisfying life. And if the answers to those questions allow room for a relationship with a younger man, then by all means. And it's not just about the physical, and because the fact is, we, we our thought process and the things that we want to do with ourselves keeps us young as well. And I know for myself, for instance, when it comes to my personal being, I have much younger children and I have older children. And that younger child keeps me alive and, and mm-hmm. vibrant and I want to do things that keep up with them. And I think that's the connection for a lot of women who are dating younger men is also the vitality level, not just our physical, but it's also our mental health. Yes. Yeah, there, there's a there's a spirit to that. And, and I have a lot of younger male friends who are just platonic friends as well. And the thing that I really personally like about younger men is their willingness to open up, their emotional access. They sometimes articulate it well, sometimes they don't verbalize it well, but they seem a little more willing to expose themselves and to be vulnerable. And I think that there is an, a, a draw to that, an appeal to that. And and vice versa, a lot of it for the younger man to the older woman is that she is confident and more experienced and has all this history behind her that really is appealing to the younger man. And she knows what she wants and she knows who she is and, and she goes for it. That is yes. that confidence that they like, correct? And, and that's something that honestly is only hard won through our age and our experience. There's just no fast track for it. 
No, there is no fast track and you can't get around it. We are talking about reviving Mrs. Robinson here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. I want to take a minute to remind everybody, we are live. You can call us 7900800 or star 8255. Tell us, have you ever had an experience with an older woman, a younger man, or by the way, vice versa, older man and younger woman? And that's one of the things that I wanted to ask you, Susanna. Like, do you think that there's a stigmatism between the two, you know, differences, meaning older man with younger woman versus older woman with younger man? Yeah. Well, so most of the women I interviewed did mention that, that they were a little bit resentful, that there is a more natural acceptance of older men dating younger women. And a lot of that just kind of has to do with, without getting too nerdy on you here, uh, just ev- evolution. Oh, go nerdy, biology. go nerdy. <laughs> We're kind of wired to have that bias. It is evolutionarily advantage, advantageous uh, for a man, because men can procreate throughout their lifetimes, right. to be partnered or pair bonded with a female who is of childbearing age. And, um, and this is kind of veering off into, you know, biological anthropology and all that, right. that fun stuff. But it's all um, part of it. But it is. And it's kind of hardwired into our brains. But we no longer live in fear of the human race going extinct because of some disadvantageous pairing. And so, but when we see a young man with an older woman, somewhere in our subconscious brain, it probably recognizes, um, you know, there's this, this cave woman part of our brains, caveman part of our brains, recognizes that with aging, comes a decline in fertility and says, oh, that's not a right pairing. That, that's not a right match. And do you think, you know, there's a lot of people now as they mature, or, or um, let's say actually when we talk about the millennials, as they're getting older, a lot of people are choosing not to have children. So will that kind of take away some of the stigma of a younger man wanting to be with an older woman if he's choosing that he doesn't want that in his life anyway? Yeah, it it does seem like some younger men are just flexible on the point. It's not so much that they do or they don't. They're just kind of undecided or maybe ambivalent about it. And maybe some of that is that they're still sort of doing some growing up themselves Mm -hmm. and and just aren't quite ready to make that decision. I talked with a young gentleman actually yesterday, um, millennial, and he was saying that he feels, you know, Younger men who are dating older women do that, you know, in their late 20s, early 30s, but eventually they will go back and choose to have the long-term relationship with somebody who is more age-appropriate. What did your study say to something like that? There were a number of women who I interviewed whose relationships had ended for that reason. And some of these women were very hurt by the end of the relationship. And then other women realized from the outset that these are transitional relationships. In some cases, we even called them palate cleanser relationships. They were relationships that to some degree helped the woman sort of be shepherded through um, like post-divorce or in widowhood, kind of shepherd her into the dating world again. Um, And so they served a purpose. And so just because a relationship doesn't last until death doesn't mean it isn't a healthy, happy, functional relationship and and isn't meaningful. Um, And so they kind of learned how to have different definitions of relationship success. 
world because of that. We actually have a caller. His name is Rory. He is 20 years old. He in his 20s. He used to want older women, and now he does want to date age appropriate or younger. Well, let's say younger. Rory, welcome to Solo in the City. I have to correct you. I'm not in my 20s. I'm 48. Oh, you're in your 40s now, yeah. right? But I, when I was in my 20s, let's say. Okay. A woman that was 30 or 40, that's what I wanted. Even if you ask all my friends, we, we thought the same way. Older and... women were just that much, wow. But as an older man, a woman in her 20s now looks way more attractive than a woman my own age. So, and that's a man thing, and you two women could discuss it all you want, but as a man, that's how most of us think. Well, you're attracted to the 20-year-old, but do you want a long-term relationship with somebody that much younger than you? No, uh, well, long-term. When you say long-term, uh, like I think uh, four, five, eight hours, there's no relationship involved, sweetheart. Ah, there's no relationship. So, Susanna, do you want to comment on that? Well, you know, he's not really telling us anything we don't already know, right? You, right. you and I are both matchmakers, <laughs> and we've both worked for, for men. I'm sure we've both had male clients in their 40s, 50s, 60s, even 70s, whose preference is someone younger. So, um, you know, it's, it, that's... that's, uh, that's uh, par for the course. It is par for the course. And, and Rory, thank you for com- calling in. Um, and that happens to be the difference when it comes to those big age differences. It's not necessarily about the relationship. We also have somebody who texted in and he says, I am older by 18 years than his partner. So, you know, one of the things I just want to say, um, and I would love to hear more from you, call in 7900800 or star 8255. Because the fact is this, as Susanna just said, as matchmakers, we know that Attraction can go either way with age differences, but it's when we are deciding to enter a long-term relationship, we try to narrow down the gap. Remember, we are here for you and love when you participate. I am your love coach and your matchmaker here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. Coming up, we want to hear from you about age differences in relationships. All the times that you ain't on my parade And all the clubs you get in using my name You think you broke my heart, oh girl, for goodness sake You think I'm crying on my own, well I ain't Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 I am Cheryl, your coach and your matchmaker. And you know one of my mottos. If you love your life, your love life will happen. I know this because I do. I live it and it happens. You just got to believe in yourself. We are talking tonight here on CJAD 800 with Susanna Matthews. She is the founder and president of The Date Maven and wrote the book, Reviving Mrs. Robinson. Susanna, you're still with us? Yes. And I want to introduce two guests, and, and it's it's fun to have these two gentlemen. One of them is Bruce Margulies. He is a 73-year-old businessman and is an investment manager and currency trader. Welcome to the show, 
Bruce, and also Reed Cofield. Reed is from L.A., and he just kind of snuck in here. And he is a sound engineer and a, a picture engineer. Welcome to the show, Reed. Thanks so much for having me. Now, the interesting reason um, that I wanted to have these two guests on, Susanna, is Bruce as I said, is a 73-year-old gentleman, and he likes to date much younger women. Right, Bruce? Actually, what Rory said changes the parameters because <laughs> I'm more interested in relationships than dating. Okay, but you do like you do like to have relationships with Exactly. Women. I'm not interested in dating. I'm interested in a relationship. Okay. So if I was dating, there'd be no point because okay. there would be no relationship if the woman doesn't have the qualities I'm looking for. Okay, so for you it's quality, but yes. you also do prefer to date younger For women. reasons. Okay, and what are your reasons? Well, first of all, I'm pretty active, and somebody okay. older wouldn't keep up with me. And uh, I think an older man and younger women can get along good because they can share different life experiences and grow together. But the woman definitely has to be mature enough to deal with it. So this somebody that's younger wouldn't qualify. They have to have the qualities I'm looking for. Okay. So, Susanna, do you want to comment on that before I go to Reed here and let you be introduced to him? Sure. Well, I think at any stage of life, how we communicate, how we resolve conflict, and the lifestyle we live are really the key factors. And, and that's going to be true in your 20s or 30s, 60s, 70s, and, and so on. The, the thing that is distinctive between from Bruce and Rory to the women that I interviewed is the Bruce's and the Rory's, they, they just they don't have to second-guess themselves. At least I don't hear any hesitation um, as either gentleman speaks about their dating life and love life. With the women I spoke to, there is significant hesitation. There's significant internal judgment and, in some cases, significant external judgment. And that was that, that piece of resistance that was kind of what I was interested in digging into in the book. And that external uh, resistance, it's really also because of, well, it is because of the community around them and how they're going to be viewed, correct? Sure. Each of us has our personal peanut gallery in our lives. Parents, siblings, coworkers, children even. Children were sometimes uh, teenage or grown children were the biggest point of resistance for a lot of the women who I spoke with. Right. Now, also, Reed, Reed Cofield is joining us, and Reed likes to date... Older women. I do. I know. So why don't you tell us why you prefer the older woman? So I've, I've never really discriminated in my life. It's, it's, well, that's good. It's more about the, the person. But, you know, I mean, Rory hit something on the head. When you're a younger man, there's an exoticism to being attractive to an older woman. It's good for a young man's ego. And there, there's a crossover point. Though there's a there's a point at which um, men want a certain amount of experience. I you know I loved what you had to say earlier, um, uh, Bruce about uh, you know you can you can uh, share new experiences. It's it, two people of the same age. You're not sort of dragging along the same experience. Um, but at there is there is a crossover point and and. Um, you know, which has been alluded to is at a certain point, you do go age appropriate. And, you know, if you're talking about a man in his 50s, it's, I think, far less likely that he's going to be dating someone 15 years his senior. I mean, there's, there's, 
There's there are movies about this. Harold and Maude in the 1970s was a bookend of, of, of right. that, right? Um, so uh, uh, I think the age-appropriate angle of all of this is the most interesting one, but I found that it changes throughout my life. So right now... Um, I'm with a woman who is a little shy of 60. So she's, you know, several years older than me. Um, but I that- didn't tell anybody how old you are, Reed. Oh, well, and neither did I, really. <laughs> I noticed um, that. You're like a woman here. You're hiding your age. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, can, I, I, skew, I skew to a certain um, a lower limit. And I don't know about Bruce, but basically at this point in my life, my lower limit is about 35 for women. We are talking about older women, younger men. Um, Susanna wrote the book, Reviving Mrs. Robinson. Today we call them cougars. Susanna, what do you say the difference? Um, And I'm going to preface this by saying, I know within my experience, the people that I coach and also the people that I meet through matchmaking, a man will often approach me and say, if he's, let's say, in his 50s, he wants to date somebody 35. I can't change their mind. They try that out a little bit. And eventually, they say, okay, I trust you. Who would you like to introduce me to? And you bring them into more age appropriate and I'm going to say age because it also has to do with stage but when you get closer then they find that they have much more in common with somebody closer to their age and that's usually who they end up with after trying the younger woman. Comment on that Susanna? Yeah well (laughs) I think one of the first pieces that we do as dating coaches and matchmakers is something that I call expectation management um, where there's a hopefully a very gentle and diplomatic but sometimes tough love conversation that happens around the probability, um, helping the client discern their wants and their needs and what is the probability if you're 50 or 60 and you want to date the 35-year-old. You know, it has a lot to do with their ability to kind of break through the biases and the prejudices that that younger individual might be carrying. You really have to do uh, what we call a pattern interrupt uh, and, and be so pleasantly, happily disruptive to what their expectations of an older person are, that they're willing to not only date you, but defend you to their friends, their family, their coworkers, anyone who's going to give them flack about the relationship. And there is a a defending mechanism that comes out, and that's what we were talking about earlier, about that external pressure and making the decision to stay within a relationship with somebody younger, because you are going to have to deal with these things, especially if you have children who are possibly the same age as the people you are considering to be in this relationship with or dating. We do have somebody who wrote in. She said, hi, I am 59. I've been single off and on since 2010. Most men who are attracted to me are in their mid-30s. I was surprised I tried and got turned off. They were gorgeous, but after a while, you need more. When I dated men my own age, they were too old. Thus, I am still single by choice. Another person wrote um, about the older man with the younger woman saying that they want a trophy wife and it's all about the firm body. So do you think the physical nature is a lot to do with it, Bruce? Is, is it the physical part? For me, if, if the, the intellectual... 
if physical is part of it, but if the intellectual is not there, the physical mm. wouldn't apply. I'm not interested. Because if, it, if it's just physical, there's no foundation. You can't build upon anything. You can't communicate. You can't grow. You can't share. So it's beyond the physical. Okay. And, and Susanna, in your study, it showed that it went beyond the physical for you too, right? Yeah, for, for many women it did. Um, the, the thing that was so tricky for them is who we date reflects on our personal identity. It either helps us to align with our sense of self or it doesn't. And that's where some of the discomfort was at. Um, dating this younger, hotter person, I, I don't know if this is me. Am, am I aligned with who I really am inside and out? And, and so those relationships give us kind of a a process and a context for self-definition and dating that younger person and really ascertaining if there are deeper qualities that are attracting us beyond the sexuality, beyond the, that hard body, um, that's, that's part of the challenge and that's, that's part of our, our opportunity for growth. And part of that also comes from what we experienced around us as we were growing up, that if we always saw couples who were, you know, Again, I'm going to use the age-appropriate older, you know, gentleman, you know, five years older than the woman. That's what we conditioned ourselves to think was the norm rather than stepping out and doing the things that really suited our existence and our own needs. And that, again, is what you were referring to earlier. And by the way, if anybody missed part of tonight's show, you can always go back to SoundCloud and hear... Um, everything else that Susanna was talking about earlier because you make so many strong points, but especially it was about the internal versus the external and what drives us to not enter into these relationships. So one of the things that I can say for myself is that I never, somebody asked during um, the Facebook Live whether I ever dated somebody younger, and my answer is no because for me it was like dating my son's friends and for me that was just something that never interests me and again I always prefer dating somebody a little bit older. Susanna do you think that a lot of the women are more influenced because of their ex-husbands, their families, their friends or their children to walk away like what is the highest driving factor to say no to just following their own desires. Yeah, all, all of the above. Oh, well, so, <laughs> they all ranked even? <laughs> right. So, so the, we have to kind of step back and recognize that the female brain is sort of wired and designed to play it safe. We women have always historically had to consider the, the long-term consequences of our romantic and sexual decisions, and our brains are wired to constantly evaluate the situations we find ourselves in. Are they threatening and risky? Do I feel safe? Um, you know, it, it's a self-protecting, self-preserving motive, that process of discernment. So we're not only looking at things like, will my kids approve or will my friends approve, but also, oh, their manners are different, and I have expectations about etiquette that they don't fulfill, or the economics are different. He doesn't have the same right. level of disposable income I have. And right. There's so many the factors. Situation. There's so many factors that yes. weigh into this, and we're going to discuss a few more coming up, and also I'm going to be announcing who won date night out this week to Cartel in the Plateau area. Remember, you can still call us 790-0800 here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800.
Seeing you got ritualistic Cleansing my soul of addiction for now Cause I'm falling apart This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. We are talking about, well, it's a book called Reviving Mrs. Robinson, and um, I guess you can gather that it's all about cougar dating. And tonight we are joined in studio by three fantastic people, Susanna Matthews, who is the author of Reviving Mrs. Robinson, as well as the owner and founder of The Date Maven. It's a boutique coaching and matchmaking service out of Kansas across North America, as well as Bruce Margulies and Reed Cofield. We are all here together and getting a lot of action also on uh, texting and callers tonight because it is a very, well, let's say risque discussion for some people as to how people adapt to the concept of the older woman versus younger man and the controversy between it being the flip side and Susanna I I love the fact that you you are so open and through your studies talk about the fact that there is a difference and a stigma that's attached to the older woman versus the older man and how do we change that concept and and that that whole discussion when people have it yeah can we change it yeah you know i'm not (laughs) i'm not sure i have the sort of magic wand or magic pill cure for institutionalized sexism or ageism (laughs) (laughs) but you know certainly um i suppose the revolution starts within right one woman at a time um for every woman who's in this kind of relationship who finds that it's amplifying her body consciousness, her awareness of her own aging process, the way she scrutinizes herself in the mirror a little bit more or worries about what she looks like with her clothes off a little bit more, um, the pressure she feels to uh, continue being youthful and beautiful because those are commodities in our culture at any age. Uh, The woman who is in this age gap relationship will wrestle with those things, and it takes a lot of strength and courage and just the ability to kind of take a breath and realize how much of this sort of cultural ageism have I absorbed and do I really want to carry all that? Now, now, let me ask this, and, I, and I'd love you to comment on it, but also the gentleman. I mean, we're all sitting here in studio and we're all well, 50 and, and above. Ish. Ish. <laughs> and... and <laughs> And I just want to ask this, because you're talking about women and how we wrestle with the body conscious. Do men wrestle with the same body conscious? And I, 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 I know the answer from my, my personal experience with my clients, but I want to know, Susanna, yours, and then I want to hear from Bruce and Reed. Body conscious. Men feel it yeah. or not? Well, I'm, you know, I'm 45, and I, I don't think I remember a time ever in my life when I <laughs> was totally happy and satisfied with my body. And I'm a confident woman. I think most people who know me would, would describe me as a confident woman, and yet even the most confident women, we, we have those vulnerabilities. Well, we do. And, and the thing is, though, um, and studies have proven it, that we also do that 
woman to woman. Like we actually are our own worst critics and we really judge ourselves based on the women around us more so than the men do. Yeah. Yeah. So, Reed, what do you say about this? Do you, think, do you think men are as body conscious as women? I know it's only been a couple of years since I became body conscious. And I, you know, I've always taken my care of myself to a certain degree, but I stepped it up a couple of years ago. Um, uh, so, you know, contrary to what, um, you know, what we just heard uh, about women struggling with this for a long time, typically men don't. It didn't sound to me like your first caller, Rory, did. Uh, uh, you know, uh, but but I can't judge. I can I can say for myself. Only recently, in the last couple of years, have I been thinking, "Well, I've got to work on that because I want to be attractive to women, whether they're younger or older." So, what me, about yes. you, Bruce? Well, it's interesting because women are attractive to me, obviously not because of my physicality. That's common sense. They're attracted to me because of my knowledge, my life experience. I'm attracted to them because I can share some of that with me. And they can teach me too because we learn from each other. So I've never been self-conscious about anything because I'm a very strong and independent. So I look for someone strong and independent. Otherwise, it won't work in a relationship. Okay. You know, it's interesting because a few years ago when I was writing 365 Days to Find Love, I happened to be in Las Vegas and I was with a group of gentlemen and by day they would be frolicking in the pool with 20-year-olds and having a grand old time and disappearing with them on and off and then invite me out for dinner with my girlfriends just to have dinner with them. And when I asked them, they said, you have to understand, when I go upstairs with these young women, I see their body image and I think I'm looking the same way. <laughs> that was their, their philosophy on it. And they said, so it was really about their own ego that ego was boost. tied up into seeing the other woman. And they didn't stop to think about the way they looked in the mirror. Right. Susanna, do you want to comment on that? I, I'm not entirely sure I followed so, the, so, with the, the example of the men frolicking and then Well, so basically, with- you know, all day that these gentlemen were spending their time really engaging with these younger women really for a sexual, you know, relationship. And then they would go up into their hotel room. But Dalliance. to go out and have dinner, they would want the older woman, somebody to sit down and have dinner with and have a conversation. They weren't taking these younger women that were with them all day. And his comment was, well, when I asked him, why would you spend all day with them but not take them out for dinner? His comment was, well, for me, it's a sexual thing. And when I see a 20-year-old body in front of me, my ego is taking me there or his ego was taking him there saying, I still see myself that way when I'm with her. Yes, yeah. And I think that speaks a little bit to men's kind of natural ability to compartmentalize sometimes. Um, You know, we hear about how uh, men can kind of step in and out of the different compartments of their lives. And so maybe um, I I always encourage people to date out of spirit, not from a place of ego. I think you get better results. But we, we all do that. We're all guilty of dating from a place of ego from time to time. Well, I think we're all guilty of living from a place of ego from time to time. A lot. (laughs) Bruce is also shaking his head. He's like, yeah, it it has something to do with it, right, Bruce? Yeah. Yeah. Normal. Normal. I I mean, I I just want to throw in here and say I understand from a sexual uh, sexual point of view what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to dinner and you have to spend time 
sitting across the table from someone and talking. Well, it, well, the thing is, though, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but Susanna, you can weigh in on this, and so could Bruce, but a lot of people and, and a lot of men that I've talked to, it's the visual part, because the fact is, the reason a lot of younger men date older women is because the experience that comes along with that older woman and the inhibition that has kind of been thrown out saying this is who I am and this is what I want sexually actually makes the older woman the more experienced and better lover. Susanna? Yes, yeah. I, so one thing I should uh, reveal is that I, I was not able to conduct as many interviews with young men as I would have liked. The, the, the interviews are very much skewed towards women, and so probably there's space for me to write a, a follow-up book, a second book, that focuses more on the male experience. Um, uh, this, this book, I really just wanted to sort of speak to the, the issues and the problems of the middle-aged women who I had interviewed. Uh, but I think you're right. I think that the younger men felt a lot of times the term I heard was less game playing. Mm -hmm. um, they felt that older women weren't being manipulative or insincere. There was less guesswork involved. There was less kind of playing the game and um, that, that the older women were in a way more dependable because you could believe what right. they said. They, they said what they meant right. or meant what they said rather. So um, last parting question to you, Susanna. Somebody just wrote in and wants to know, what is the minimum age difference required for someone to be considered a cougar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this, this is a fun question that I love because it's, I love you know, this I've one heard too. women in their late 30s say, oh, I'm a cougar, but they're, <laughs> they're dating someone who's 10 years younger than them or more. Um, I didn't find anything that gave a definitive you know, sort of hallmark of if you're over 35 or you're over 40 or over 45, I suppose that's up to the individual woman. But if there's enough of an age gap, usually it is a decade or more right. to sort of give you pause, um, then you might be a cougar. Yeah. And, and for me, it, it, I've always considered it over the 10 year gap and usually mm -hmm. pushing more towards the 15. Anyway, Susanna, Thank you so much for joining us. Susanna Matthews, everybody. She is the date maven, and she is also the author of Reviving Mrs. Robinson, and you can get her through thedatemaven.com. Susanna, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us tonight. Cheryl, thank you for being such a wonderful host. Oh, thank you. And I also want to thank Bruce Margulies and Reed Cofield for coming in and weighing in. Older men dating younger women and men dating older women. Date Night Out is here as well. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. And uh, hope thank to you. see you again soon from L.A. Date Night Out. The winner tonight is Andrea Lieber. You have won a dinner for two to cartel in the plateau because, you know what, you got to go out there and enjoy this city. You have to enjoy a great meal with somebody and what better place to do it than a place like cartel. Next week, it's going to be Tavern in Westmount. We'll be drawing that one. So if you're not already registered, get to it. You got to get on there and register on CherylBesner.com for that date night out. Also, don't remember, you can also become a part of my database. I want to thank Ramona for hosting our Facebook Live as always, and as well to Andrew Brennan in the box taking care of all our technical needs tonight. And in the meantime, I want to remind everybody 
that you gotta keep it simply social. And until next week, it's all about that kiss right here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. Good night, everybody.